We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Today is Saturday, July 15th. Hope everyone had a good first half break. I know we did. Uh, we're going to be talking about some players that we believe can bounce back that did not get off to, you can't really call it a start anymore because it's been over half of the season, but who had disappointing first halves that we believe can bounce back. But first, we're going to get into some headlines. I'm with my buddy Ryan Boyer, by the way. I can't believe I almost forgot to introduce you, Ryan. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, maybe it's because I was so distracted by the fact that I'm disappointed by this news with Shane Bieber going to have an MRI for, I believe, forearm irritation, Ryan. This isn't good. I, I thought you were going to say disappointed that you're not getting your usual dose of uh, Mr. Drew Silva. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's Drew, Drew's, Drew's uh, at last check, was in the ocean, and sounds like quite literally he <laughs> got thrown overboard into the ocean or close to it anyway. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But yeah, a much a much uh, much earned and much needed vacay for Mr. Silva. So I'm I'm sure. filling in for him today, and we'll be back with you tomorrow as well with my good buddy, Mr. Crawford. Um, yes, sir. Shane Bieber, yeah, forearm irritation, which evidently has been bothering him for at least a couple starts. He's had trouble bouncing back after those starts. I don't know about you, Chris. Like, I've kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop with Bieber, I guess. I mean, he's – while the performance on the whole has been okay, Mm -hmm. uh, there have been – the warning signs have been flashing and been very hard to miss. Sure. Uh, Velocity's down. Strikeouts are way down. Uh I didn't necessarily expect that he was hurt. Um, I was just worried that the the performance might kind of start to slide. Um, but we'll see what the what the MRI says. Uh, Logan Allen um, sounds like is who didn't really deserve to get sent back down in the first place. By the way, right? Um, sounds like he's going to come up to replace. Bieber in the rotation. Um, I don't think they've put Bieber in the IL yet. Uh, I think they're kind of waiting on that. Seems like maybe a formality, or maybe they're hopefully he's only going to miss one start. But you know, forearms never a good thing. Um, if he's been pitching with it for a little bit now, maybe that's it's just like kind of a fatigue kind of thing. I don't know, but I guess we're right. going to find out more. Is it, was the MRA scheduled for today? I, I, I believe I, maybe we'll find so out. Just more. got announced three minutes ago that Mr. Oh. Bieber has been placed on the dial. There is no specific word on his diagnosis. According okay. to the wonderful Mandy Bell of MLB.com, uh, okay. Michael Kelly has been recalled from AAA Columbus in his place. That's Michael a great Kelly, thing. Good, about actor. good yeah, character. Good character. Yes, yes, he is, but uh, not somebody that you're adding in fantasy because he won't have a fantasy-relevant role and not pro- really good enough even if he was to have a fantasy-relevant uh, role. But, yeah, that just broke, and that's the nice thing about doing okay. a live show and having uh, – we, we we have our issues with Twitter, Ryan, but it is kind of nice that we can just 
look something up like this real quick. But yes, for, it is now confirmed that Shane Bieber is headed to the 15-day injured list, but we'll have to wait and see on the specific diagnosis. Okay, well, that clears it up somewhat. Not really. Yes. <laughs> I guess, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice, actually. Um, I mean, those who are rostering Bieber can use that IL spot, not have to... Yes. Not have to just stick him on the bench and cross your fingers. But, uh, yeah, I would – so I think we'll get uh, get more news soon, what the mm-hmm. exactly the MRI said. But, yeah, Logan Allen I think is probably worth picking back up, at least in deeper deeper formats. I would um, say so. I believe the, he'll get the Pirates. Uh, pretty good matchup, his first start back in the majors. So a decent streaming option for next week. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. The big thing here, I think, is that like it's pretty much eliminates the chance for Bieber to be a trade guy. Like, yeah. I, and they pro- he probably wasn't going to get moved anyway, since they're every week. I have to complain about this, but that division is just unfathomably bad, unfathomably yeah. bad. And somebody's going to win that division, winning eighty three games, and probably win the World Series. And you know, I'm 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 ready for it. Their their depth, their depth has taken a hit too with McKenzie. Yes, uh, so they can can't necessarily afford to That's trade out like Bieber right. anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, that basically eliminates any possibility of that happening. And unfortunately, we've got uh, another injury update, and another unfortunately, we have had to do injury updates on this guy. It seems like every week as well. Anthony Rendon going back on the injured list, Ryan. This, I kind of feel oh, I don't. I don't kind of feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because I think Anthony Rendon probably would prefer to be playing baseball right now, Ryan, but he just can't stay on the field. Yeah. I mean, it seemed relatively minor uh, yeah. when, when the injury happened, like it, they rested him for, I think he maybe one or two games before the all-star break. The angels had a off day Sunday. I don't, I don't really know what that was about, but they had a, I think maybe just one game after he he fouled the ball off his shin, mm-hmm. but they put him on the aisle yesterday. Um, I I think the diagnosis was just a shin contusion. Yep. Uh, so maybe a, a bone bruise that can be pretty painful. Maybe that was a more accurate uh, description of what he's dealing with. But obviously, you know, as much time as as you mentioned as Anthony Rendon has missed, um, he's going to be playing through that if he if he could i would think so yeah. um but should be a relatively short absence i would think um luis renjifo started at third base yesterday they did promote trey cabbage um yesterday um he could play first base if they want to put mike Mustakas over at third or just put mike Mustakas on the bench which is probably where he belongs uh, but, you know, Trey Cabbage can fill in at first base or in the outfield, and he has had a monster year at AAA Salt Lake. Already went 20-20 before he, was, before he was called up. Tons of strikeouts. There's a lot of swing and miss there, but there's also a lot of power and some speed. I think he's an interesting pickup in deeper leagues. Um, we should mention that I know we talked about him last week as well, but Joe Adele, we kind of – hinted that he was probably headed to the aisle and he was indeed also placed in the aisle. So that opens up potentially more playing time for a guy like, like cabbage as well. And Taylor Ward was back hit a home run yesterday. Um, Mickey Moniak is going to get probably everyday playing time. He's probably even going to play against lefties now. I would think I don't right. really know who else they're going to be using out there. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Rendon, he's really, hit pretty well when healthy this year. The power has not really been there, but at last check, I think he was getting on base at over a 400 clip, which is obviously very good. Kind of what he's mostly known for, I would say. Um, But yeah, another injury for Rendon, a bummer. Uh, But hopefully it'll be a minimum-ish IL stint. Yeah, here's hoping just for him. Like, I, I I can't remember a player going on the injured list as often as Rendon is. I've certainly seen players miss more time. Like we've had players miss a full season all the time, but like going on the injured list, I mean, it's all for separate stuff too. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's all, 
leg adjacent. And I think there was actually like something with the forearm or something like that earlier in the season as well. But it's all gets blurred together because of how often um, he goes on the injured list. Uh, I wouldn't recommend picking up cabbage and fantasy, but what I would do is get a mason jar, um, take some cabbage, put it in there, ferment it for, uh, it's a pretty long process. Uh, this is just my reminder that sauerkraut is the best topping for hot dogs and it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> Anybody who has anything negative to say to, uh, uh, about sauerkraut, meet me in Temecula because uh, we will be uh, throwing down. I, I love sauerkraut. What I love even more, if you do a little sautéed cabbage in the in the skillet with a little olive oil, a little salt and pepper. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's it. a. It's what's greatest about my birthday is it's often right. Well, it's not often. It's right around St. Patrick's Day. So I usually have corned beef because it's my favorite thing with sauerkraut for nice. dinner. And then it's like, oh, hey. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. We might as well do it again. Um, there you go. Speaking of uh, that in no way whatsoever, uh, Quinn Priester is coming up. <laughs> what a wonderful segue. Speaking uh, of sauerkraut. Yeah, speaking of sauerkraut, because Quinn <laughs> Priester is going to be pitching. Um, going to make his debut on Monday against the Guardians in that game that we just talked about. Uh, Priester was a first-round pick by the Pirates not that long ago. He is a pitcher that shows two-plus pitches, two average pitches, Throws them mostly for strikes. Has not had the best season in AAA, if we're being completely honest, but that's some tough confines to be pitching in and also not some great defense sometimes behind you, uh, just so you're aware of what I'm talking about. A 4.31 ERA in 87 and two-thirds innings, 84 strikeouts, 35 walks, which shows that there have been some control issues as well, a 1.36 whip. Uh, I'm a fan of Priester, but I'm more of a long-term fan of him. This is a guy who doesn't turn 23 until the middle of September. I think he has a chance to be a mid-rotation starter or better. However, the Guardians can't hit, Ryan. And I have to say that in terms of talking about like a friendly debut, it's not quite Double A Binland or one of those teams right there, but it's not that far away. I think there's some friendly uh, opportunity to be streaming here. Yeah, quite a quite a cushy uh, cushy landing spot to be to be going to. Um, Priester, I mean, he's. I feel like the maybe at least to this point, as you mentioned, he's still young, not going to turn twenty three until September. Um, I feel like the ceiling maybe isn't quite as high as what they once believed it could be. That's hundred um, percent correct. Yeah, uh, but there's still there still might be something there, and. You know, good matchup. I, I think in a 15-plus teams, he's worth probably picking up and, and rolling the dice on right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be curious to see, by the way, uh, if Pi the Pittsburgh Pirates give the Pittsburgh. I don't know why I said their full name. That was weird. That was like I was mad at him there for a second. Did you get that, by the way, Ryan? Did you get the Ryan Boyer when you were in trouble as a kid? Uh, was it was it Ryan Ryan P. Boyer when you were in trouble? or, or I never got in trouble. I don't, I don't oh. know what you're talking about. That's pretty great. It's good. To, we're good. I'm glad to have uh, somebody with uh, so much clemency on the podcast. It really means a lot. But yeah, uh, and I also think you brought up before we started talking uh, the fact that it looks like there could be um, a bullpen game, maybe in that scenario uh, going believe, on. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, that gives. I like streaming guys against bullpen games. Do you? Real quick, is that a strategy that you like as well? I don't know about necessarily a strategy, but I mean, if you can, fair, it get, it gives a nice little boost, I think, to oh, the boost. potential yeah. wins outlook. Uh, I mean, the Guardians have a good rotation, as we know, and bullpen games can sometimes work out, as we also know. But mm -hmm. I mean, if you're shooting for a win, if you're streaming Quinn Priester, I think you would. Much rather take that again up against uh, roll the dice against a bullpen game for sure. Uh, just a couple of other quick highlights that we don't uh have the necessarily the time to go over, but real quick, uh, Kevin Gaussman was scratched from his start. We should get more information on that uh in the coming hours, if not days. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is still going to be out a few weeks, by the way. Once again, a reminder don't believe anything a manager tells you about pitching ever. This is a uh, it, it's a prime example of the fact that Clayton Kershaw was supposed to come back right after the all-star break. Well, bull crap. And it should have been pretty obvious that that it, wasn't going. Well, at first, the, at first he wasn't even going to go on the IL. <laughs> That's right. And then, yes. then it said, Oh, yeah. he's going to be back right after the break. It, it, and... Yes. Um, 
Shohei Otani left his start with finger pain. It doesn't sound like it's going to be anything significant there. Maybe he gets boosted back or bumped back a start, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be serious. And, and should uh, still be able to, to DH. He, he did not yes. come out of the game as a DH. So Yes. By the way, wonderful rule. Uh, for as much, you know what, I give Rob Banford the making a specific rule to allow Shohei Otani to stay in and hit is an idea that Bud Selig never would have came up with. So kudos 100%. to you, Rob. That, yeah. That, that's something that could have very easily – been like delayed like a year they said yes. oh we'll, we'll talk about it over the off season yeah. and it would have just been bull crap for a whole year <laughs> regarding yes. that but yes yes they they made the right call there for sure oh and uh vladimir guerrero homered in his first at bat but it, it only went like 430 feet so once mm-hmm. again the home run derby is just a, a telling sign that things are uh just terrible for you stop it folks just flip and stop with that narrative i'm begging you all right we'll take a look at the players we like to bounce back in the second half of 2023 but first let's take a quick commercial break we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. So we know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Now, right now, you can get access to the HRF Premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. All right, let's take a look at some second half count uh, bounce back candidates. And we decided to make things easy. Ryan's going to talk about the hitters. I'm going to talk about the pitchers. Uh, I really like the guy that you selected first overall, not just as a bounce back guy for 2024 or 2023, excuse me. But I also like him a lot in the long term. Uh, Talk about my buddy Tristan Cases. 
Yeah, and in the interest of full disclosure, by the way, I, my computer is being a little wonky this morning, so I did not I did not update these stats from yesterday's games. And Costas we'll actually hit, hit a home run, so nice. They're gonna they're gonna be a little a little off, uh, but the points are all still gonna hold true, you know. Um, but yeah, Casas, a guy I was heavily invested in in fantasy leagues this spring. I mean, I ideally liked targeting him as my corner infielder, but I was also happy to take him as my first baseman as well. Um, numbers overall in the first half, not great. However, that's mostly weighed down by just a horrendous April going into yesterday's game again. Doesn't include his home run from yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's been in 264, 346, 442 since May 1st. Perfectly solid. Had a 286, 375, 476 slash line in June. Average exit velocity, max exit velo, hard hit rate, barrel rate, all in the 80th percentile or higher. Nice. Walking at a 13.4% clip, also in the 77th percentile chase rate. Just a well-rounded young hitter. He's a fly ball hitter. He pulls the ball a ton. He's been hitting it hard, but yet, again, going into play yesterday, only a 13% home run to fly ball rate. For a guy who hits the ball hard, hits it in the air, and pulls it, that number should be higher. And I have a feeling that as we go here into the second half and the weather warms up a little bit, that number is going to continue to go up. And it's a little anecdotal in addition to the like hard numbers I mentioned, but you hear all kinds of stories about Casas is just kind of like a hitting savant kind of in the mold of a young Joey Votto. He just kind of eats and sleeps and breathes hitting. I just kind of trust a guy like that to kind of make these improvements. And I think he was already, outperforming or underperforming what his peripherals and bad ball data said he was going to do. So I really like hanging on to Casas if you already had him. And if he was, if he was dumped in your league, which he was in plenty of leagues, probably still available on the waiver wire. I think he's worth picking up for the second half. I like that call a lot. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt that that guy has significant offensive upside. Um, you know, you got to, with the counting stats, you got to take in the fact that he's not going to play against left-handed pitching very often, sure. if at all. Um, so that is something that hurts him a little bit, but he should be in the lineup. He's in the the power portion of that platoon at first base. And I think that you're going to see more pop. And I think he's such a smart hitter too. Like like you said, he, he's such a sharp guy that I think he's going to make adjustments uh, and be able to make those. I really like that call for 2023. Uh, my guy is about as opposite of Tristan Kessis as it could be. I want to talk about Lance Lynn. So it's weird to be talking about a guy with a 6.03 ERA as somebody that you're really excited to talk about for the second half of the season. But there's a few reasons why I'm excited. Number one, I've watched a lot of Lance Lynn starts. The eye test tells me he's been better than that. The metrics also mostly tell me that he has been better than that. Like he has 127 strikeouts in 103 innings. His strikeout rate is in the 77th percentile. His whiff percentage is in the 84th percentile. Now you take a look at that. And yeah, the expected batting average, expected slugging, and the barrel percentage are all well below average. Let's caution people with Savant that Savant is not predictive. It is results. It just tells you whether or not you deserve the results that you picked up. It does not tell you based on this that this is going to go forward. It just tells you what has happened so far for the most part. I think that you take a look at Lance Lynn's track record and the fact that he has been so much like this is his best bat missing season, I think, ever, Ryan. And the fact that he's plays for such a crappy team. Here's the thing, Ryan. I don't think he's going to be playing for a crappy team in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. So here and the, the best part about Lance Lynn for teams who are targeting him is he's durable. He is just going to be owed a million bucks because there's no way in heck you're picking up that club option for $18 million unless like he just dominates at the end of the season. You're probably letting that go. Um, I really like Lance Lynn and the fact that I think he's going to be pitching for a contender at some point. And as somebody just pointed out, Manoa and Lynn killed my team this year. I, I totally get it. Like that is 
two guys who have really struggled. I also thought about putting Manoa on this list. I like him as a bounce back candidate. It just seems a little too obvious that Manoa is a bounce back candidate to be completely blunt with you. Um, but I certainly think he's going to, he can't be worse. And I don't think Lance Lynn could be worse from a, a actual run prevention category, but if Lance Lynn's still available on the waiver wire, I'm going to get him unless I just have no room whatsoever. I absolutely believe in Lance Lynn being a strong option to the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm with you on Lynn. I mean, if you just look at the ERA and the fact that, I mean, he's, I don't know what exactly how old he is, but mid-30s, I mean, you think a guy reaching that stage of his career and got an ERA over six, I mean, the, yeah. I think the first – inclination without digging into things or is that he's probably toast but guy has five pitches this year with a 30 percent plus whiff rate like yeah he's got like as deep of a repertoire he as he's ever had right now Mm -hmm. uh like he's not throwing quite as hard but i mean those whiffs are like that's a crazy number of pitches to go to some of them he's only using like five percent of the time but still right he's and by the way against your i believe it was like it was against your mariners last month the yeah. strike out 33 swinging strikes it was incredible. in that game it was incredible That's just an absurd number yeah. like he's yeah i I'm, I'm totally with you on the lance lynn bounce back he's gonna be he goes through these stretches sometimes Mm-hmm. Um, even when he's put up great bottom line numbers, he'll he'll throw in some clunkers every now and then. Sure, but you know I, I, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm I'm on buying in on Lance Lynn, and only helps as you mentioned that he's probably going to be pitching for a contender in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, uh, go ahead with your. I was just going to make the transition. I talked about a former Cardinal. Why don't you talk about a current Cardinal? Yeah, Wilson Contreras is my next. Uh, bounce back candidate um as has been mentioned ad nauseum on this podcast and other places kind of a weird half for wilson Contreras. Um, just a bizarre situation he dealt with in the first half about being benched first month-ish six weeks into his five-year contract but you look at the bottom line, or the not the bottom line stats, the, the batted ball stats, average exit velocity, 81st percentile, max exit below 99th percentile, barrel rate, 76th percentile. Those are all up from last year. Currently got a 32% gap between his expected WOBA and actual WOBA. Oh, geez. Yeah. His, his whiff rate is up, even though his chase rate is down, which is a little odd. And I feel like um, I mean, in addition to this is another kind of anecdotal thing, I guess, but in addition to kind of getting past the bizarre way he was handled in the first half, I also think that the Cardinals, once they sell off some parts in the second half, which they are definitely bound to do, I feel like that might relieve a little pressure in trying to get the pitching staff back on track. Um, and he can kind of relax a, mo- a little more at the plate. And, you know, the bat of all data, the track record. Contreras has dealt with injuries at times, and he's actually been healthy this year. Um, so you got to consider that he might be making a trip to the aisle at some point. But as long as he stays healthy, you know, he's going to do some DHing as well. Um, so he'll be in the lineup some days, even when he's not catching. Um, he's. Absolutely a guy you need to be hanging on to. Uh, I think even in one catcher leagues and odds of a good, a good second half for Wilson Contreras, I think are pretty high. Yeah. I mean, just the track record with Wilson Contreras gives me a lot of hope for him. By the way, if the Mariners could please have Paul Goldschmidt, thank you very much. I would uh, appreciate that quite a bit. I actually think it makes an awful lot of sense, especially with Ty France having a mediocre season. I need your Mariners to be playing well these next couple of weeks. It sounds like they, they might match up on a trade with with my Cardinals. It's funny they matched up. I thought in a, with a trade with them in the off season with uh, Chris Flexen. <laughs> Oops, oopsie, 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 Daisy. Drew and I talked about that one actually a lot about how that Chris Flexen made an awful lot of sense, and now Chris Flexen is uh, oops. 
Uh, but yeah, I like that call an awful lot with Contreras. Uh, just like it's Wilson Contreras, man. He, he, it's not like he's a 36 year old Lance Lynn that I just talked about either. It's it's there's a young guy who has a chance to be a really strong performer. And the fact that he's a catcher obviously adds to that as well. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is the pitcher that I want to talk about right now. Now, Sandoval was a guy that a lot of people, I think, targeted as a potential sleeper after, after having a 2.91 ERA in 2022. Hasn't gone very well this year, a 4.7 ERA. Uh, the big thing with him has been that he just hasn't missed bats. He struck out 70 guys in 85 and two-thirds innings. That's not very good. That's not even that good for, like, the old-school baseball. That's like, eh, you know, it's a mediocre a little total. That's terrible in the year of our Lord 2023. But his strikeouts don't add up with his whiff percentage. His strikeout percentage is in the 19th percentile. His whiff percentile is in the 68th. So there's some bad luck going on here, too. And he's getting guys to swing at pitches outside of the zone, ranks a very nice 69th percentile in chase rate. He's avoiding barrels. He's avoiding hard contact. He's average exit velocity is well above average. You know, he's had some self-inflicted damage with some walks and also... You know, it's the big thing with Sandoval has been zero consistency. He'll follow up seven innings of one run baseball with three and two thirds innings of about six runs. There have been a ton of examples like that. And again, self-inflicted damage will add up for anybody, especially with the Angels not having the best defense behind him. If he's issues runners, there's a very good chance that those guys are going to score. But Sandoval's pitched fairly similar to the player that I think we saw in 2022, which, you know, was pretty lucky. 2.91 ERA does not indicate the talent of Patrick Sandoval, if we're being completely honest with you. But I think he's closer to a 3-4, 3-5 ERA type of guy, which will certainly play. And I think that he's due for some the opposite of uh, the that whole, what is that phrase called again? Digression to the mean. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, the regression opposite of that. Mean, yeah. Regression to the mean. Yeah, not to... Who needs words when you're doing a podcast? positive regression? It's, yeah, positive regression, I think, is definitely going to happen for Patrick Sandoval, even while I watch the Angels once again collapse into a black hole. Yeah, I, I have a hard time figuring out why his strikeout rate is down so far so much. It's crazy. Like it's just completely bottomed out. Yeah. And as you mentioned, like the changeup is still one of the elite pitches in all of baseball. I wish he would throw it more. Me too. Um, like he's right around like 25% usage, which is about what he was last year too. I mean, I, I'd like to see him throw it 50% of the time against lefties mm -hmm. and righties. Yeah. That could, that could really help. Um, you know, he's always going to be a guy who walks too many batters. And as sure. you mentioned, not a great defense behind him. So that's, I mean, he's going to be giving up those free passes and not a great defense behind him. It's not the greatest combo. Um, so I'm not, but he's never been a guy that you really rely on for whip. I think yeah. that's going to be well below average. I think that's what we're all expecting, mm -hmm. but to a lesser degree, the ERA and certainly the strikeouts are due for, as we mentioned, some positive regression yes, sir. in the second half. So I'm with you on the Sandoval call. Um, my next hitter, your boy, is he your yeah. boy? I don't know. He plays for the Mariners. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I like okay. him an awful lot. Yeah. yeah. Eugenio Suarez, um, not a great first half, 39-point gap. Again, these are numbers that I did not update from yesterday's games. So they're slightly off, but the points are still going to hold true. 39-point gap between his expected WOBA and actual WOBA. That's the 12th yeah. highest in all of baseball. Average exit velocity, hard hit rate are up, but only a 10.9% home run to fly ball rate in 2023 versus 19.3% home run to fly, fly ball rate in 2022 and that's by the way in a more generally a more favorable offensive environment in 2023 so a little odd there you look at the career splits from the first half to the second half 823 ops in the second half in his career versus 770 in the first half and chris you 
remember very well as your Mariners marched to the postseason last year. Eunio Suarez from August on last year posted an 8.93 OPS yep. with 15 home runs the final two months of the season. So we just saw how he's capable of going on a heater down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And even the year before um, when he was still with the Reds, when he overall had a pretty bad year, he had a, just an amazing September. Right. So uh, the track record says he's bound to heat up in the second half. He's a fly ball hitter. He's hitting the ball as hard as he always, as he always does. He's a flawed hitter. Certainly he's going to swing and miss. He's not going to hit for batting average, but I suspect that 20 plus home runs are within the range of outcomes in the second half. Oh yeah. Something within that, uh, within that range. Um, So if you're looking for a power boost um, and certainly, I mean, a guy like Anthony Rendon, we mentioned is hurt. So if, you're looking for a third base replacement. I think Eugenio Suarez is uh, a guy to look to. I really like that call. Um, you remember Justin Smoke? Of course. Uh, we used to call it getting smoked because so many of his fly balls are getting, for lack of a better term, safe goat. I'm, I know it's T Mobile mm-hmm. Park now, but I'm going to call it safe goat. It, he's just flying out to the warning track so often. He's also been robbed of at least two homers that I have seen. Personally, yeah. one of them a game tying grand slam against the Marlins that really hurt my heart. But uh, he's definitely. Go- I mean, the power is going to be there. Slugging three seventy three or whatever the heck Eugenio Suarez is right now, it's just not sustainable. And again, here's the thing about uh, players picking up that stuff: you're not picking up Eugenio Suarez's three seventy three slugging percentage. You're picking up what he's going to do for the rest of the season. And I will go on record, Garen Gosh dang to you, as long as he's healthy. His slugging percentage is going to be higher than 373 for the second half of the season. Way to uh, go out on a limb there, Chris Crawford. But yeah, I really like Suarez in the second half. Uh, he's going to get a chance to play every day, no matter even if the um, struggles were to happen, because he's having maybe his best defensive season um, as a, certainly the best as a Seattle Mariner all of two seasons, but one of his best defensive seasons ever, nine, in the well above 90th percentile and outs above average. And that power, like you said, there have been very few more consistent power hitters in baseball than a Eugenio Suarez. The power just, just is real quickly on the, while we're talking about the Mariners, by the way, you mentioned what happened with Julio last night. something to keep. Yes. An eye on. Yeah. So last night, Julio Rodriguez was in a collision at home plate. It was barely a collision, um, but it got his shoulder fairly well. Um, and it's worth pointing out that Julio Rodriguez did not swing at a pitch that he would normally clobber. Um, in the final at bat he did swing at some other pitches but there was one that was like a slider that broke right into if you guys watched the home run derby which hopefully you did that's where Julio Rodriguez likes the baseball and he did not swing at that pitch Um, just something to keep an eye on Uh, maybe if you're playing in if you're especially if you're getting this before the 6 40 p.m pacific time thing check to make sure Julio's in the lineup just because service sounded a little bit concerned not crazy concerned I don't think we're talking about an injured list stint but something to definitely keep an eye on. Thank you for reminding me about that, Ryan. Sure. That is why they pay you uh, the big bucks. And after I tell you who I'm recommending, they're probably going to recommend to take away my bucks. I'm going to recommend picking up Jameson Tyon. And I know that sounds nuttier than uh, – I, I don't think I should say what it sounds nuttier than. Uh, he's been absolutely terrible this year. Terrible. After getting the four-year, I believe, $72 million contract, a 6.15 ERA, a 1.40 whip, just 63 strikeouts and 71 in the third innings. And you take a look at his savant page and everything is bad here. <laughs> Almost everything is bad. Uh, he is uh, in the bottom eighth percentile in expected slugging in avoiding barrels. He's well below average in strikeouts. He's below, below, average, below average in whip. And his fastball velocity is in the 36th percentile. But I and I know that start came up against uh, a Yankee lineup, which is Triple A without Aaron Judge. To be completely honest with you, like I cannot believe how bad the Yankees lineup is. But I watched that start of those eight innings of one run baseball, and I was like, "Oh, that's the Jamison Tyon that I know. That is the Jamison Tyon that is capable of being awfully good." And look, Jamison Tyon, when healthy, has been a very reliable pitcher. 
I am betting completely on regression here and positive regression like we were just talking about. I'm not going to try to say the words that I couldn't say right in the first time. And if you look, there are some positives here. His fastball still gets plenty of spin. His curveball, plenty of spin. He's one of the better extension pitchers in baseball. I know he's in the the 71st percentile. I think that's nuts. Jamison Tyon generates so much extension from that six foot five frame. I have to think it's better than that. And the average X velocity and hard hit percentage do not suggest a pitcher with an ERA this poorly. The Cubs aren't great. I don't think there's a ton of win chances here, but I would absolutely be looking at him as a buy low candidate for the rest of the year because Jamison Tyon is way too good of a pitcher to be this bad for the rest of 2023. Chris, you know, I generally love to agree with you. Um, I'm so you do. Not, Next player. I'm not, I'm not as bullish as you are. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I don't want to say I'm bullish or bear either. I'm what's the what's the middle animal between a bull and a bear? Is it like a, a, a boar? Would that be what it would be? Uh, like? yeah, um, oh, yeah. He's yeah. you're bo- you're boorish. I'm boorish. I'm I mean, I am I am I am bored. Duh. Of Jamison Tyon, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that little cute play on words. I, I, um, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm a, uh, I'm not as optimistic as you are. Um, that's fair. He's certainly going to get better. I'm sure. Yes. The Cubs do have a good defense behind him, although Dan, Dansby Swanson is currently currently hurt. That doesn't help. It's it's meant more uh, Christopher Morel at, at second base, which. As exciting as Christopher Morrell's bat can be, the, the glove is not as exciting, especially when you have to stick him in the middle infield. Um, but, yeah, I, the, there's going to be a certain degree of positive regression because it almost has to happen. And as you mentioned, great start going into the All-Star break. Um, but I guess – I mean, it's not a it's not double A Midland, but that Yankees lineup, as you it's mentioned, is so pretty, bad. pretty bad it's right now. So. so bad, man. Honestly, got, uh, real quick, I think you shut should... down it by uh, Austin Gomber at, at Coors Field yeah. yesterday. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious! I was just going to say real quick. Um, I think if you wanted to make the literal argument of most valuable player, you could argue Aaron Judge deserves the MVP right now. Because look at how bad that lineup looks like without him. I mean, it didn't look great with Aaron Judge. They were certainly uh, like a, an average to above average offense when Judge was on the field. But look at what they look like now without Aaron Judge. Like that is who would have thought we would be talking about the Yankees being a streaming target on July 15th, 2023. You know, isn't that insane? Yeah. I'm, now that you bring that up, I'm surprised we haven't had a had a think piece coming out about that already especially by maybe someone whose name rhymes with (laughs) han jamin (laughs) he's too busy he's too busy crapping on uh jacob Degrom uh Uh, all right so let's move on to my last hitter um i got another picture for you guys um k bear ruiz Mm. you look at the um the numbers on the surface, you see a three, a, a 639 OPS. Not great, but already has a career-high nine home runs. Mm-hmm. His 20, 20 barrels rank in the 66th percentile versus just the 13th percentile last year. He remains one of the elite contact hitters in the game. 9.2% strikeout rate for a nice. Ruiz so far. You look at that. Batting average versus his expected batting average. He's hitting 226. His expected batting average is 280. That's a 54 point gap, which is the largest in all of baseball. You know, I'm not necessarily counting on the level of power that he's shown so far to sustain. I mean, as I mentioned, already career high, nine home runs. He had just seven last year. Not expecting nine more in the second half or anything, but very very easily end up with 15, 16 home runs. And I think the average is due to go way up. Um, quality of contact, as I mentioned, not great, but he, he just makes so much of that contact that he's bound to find some more holes, especially in a 
no shift or limited shift era um, of 2023. The ceiling, not super high, but I do think at, at bare minimum, K-Bear Ruiz could be a solid second fantasy catcher in the second half. Yeah. I think that might be what Ruiz is for the rest of his career is the ultimate guy that you rank like catcher 10 through 13 for the next 10 to 15 years. Like that yeah. is just, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, he provides real life values just okay. Defensive player and signed to a very team friendly contract. Uh, so there he's going to be getting a chance to play for the rest of his career. He's not going to be the star that we thought we, he was a couple of years ago. That, that I think that is over. We thought that Kbert Ruiz has a chance to be among these better young catchers. There's so many talented catchers right now in baseball, Ryan. It's 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 going to get better. Uh, I feel like I, I talked about this with Drew a little bit ago. It's kind of like the tight end position that we keep saying that it's going to get better, and it ultimately ends up being Travis Kelsey and a whole bunch of other people. But uh, I do think that there are going to be um, – some positive seasons for Ruiz, and I like him as a better second half guy. Um, look, the same thing with Tyon. I'm just looking for some some positive regression here, and that's why I'm going to recommend Brady Singer. He's been awful this year, a 5.8 ERA, and everything in his metrics suggests that he has deserved those numbers. His stuff's too good to have a 5.8 ERA, and what his stuff is way too good to have is only 77 strikeouts and 94 innings. Like, he has a very good sinker. He has a very good slider. I expect him to be much better in the second half of the season, but we're talking about it more because he can't get worse type of thing. Like all of the pitchers I mentioned, by the way, had ERAs of the lowest one is who I'm talking about is Brady Singer at 5.8. So we're talking about regression here. And also look, Brady Singer looked good at times last year. In fact, Brady Singer looked great at times last year. I think he's still a, too talented of a pitcher uh, to be this bad you're talking about streaming options. The same thing I'm talking about with Tyon as well, by the way, like I I'd be looking to add him in, in deeper rosters, but you're talking more about, Hey, when he gets the chance to face the weaker lineups, I'm obviously not starting him. If he's pitching in Colorado, I'm obviously not starting him. If he's facing Atlanta, don't start anyone. If they're facing Atlanta, by the way, Holy crap. Atlanta's lineup is like 1997 Seattle Mariner. Good. Like they are really, really, of course I went back to, uh, one of my favorite teams of all time because kind of a, kind of a random, relatively random stat, but I saw on Twitter this morning. Speaking of the Braves, four run or more first innings this season from teams. The Braves have twelve this season, and I believe the next highest team is like five. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, That's so I mean, stupid. they just they just bury you from the, oh, from yeah. the jump, and you just have no chance. Oh yeah, and you know what? Well, well, Michael Kopech gave up a grand slam before he got an out. Last <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I felt bad for Kopech. By the way, Tuki looked pretty good after he uh, came in for him. Good for him, man. That's still one of the weirdest trades I think in history. Literally selling Tuki Desant in that trade, but. Um, yeah, and also, by the way, this is one of the things I like uh, about Atlanta is that, yeah, you know, there's advantage to being the home team, like getting to bat uh, second and knowing what you have to do. I think Atlanta has a massive advantage anytime they're on the road because you're having Ronald Acuna Jr. come to the plate and those guys after him. Uh, and they can just put, they can bury you, like you said. They can absolutely bury you. I'm glad we're talking about this instead of Brady Singer because I don't have a whole lot of justification for why I'm considering <laughs> Brady Singer other than the fact that he can't be this bad um, based on what I've seen from him in the past, but if, even what I saw from him at the University of Florida. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's my recommendation is that if Brady Singer is facing bad lineups, you're going to see some positive regression. Hey, speaking of pitchers, Ryan, I won't even make you defend Brady Singer. Um, I asked you to come up with a streaming option, my friend. Do you have a good one for tomorrow? Um, okay. Full disclosure. I thought we were talking about tomorrow's podcast, a streamer for Monday. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> my bad. So, hey, let's just mention Quinn Priester again. I, I like Quinn Priester as a streamer for Monday. There you go. I like Quinn Priester a lot as a streamer for Monday as well. That's my fault for not being more clear. I sent Ryan the message asking him to come up with a streamer about uh, 12 seconds before the podcast, 12 to 15 seconds uh, before the podcast. Um, 
I'll just take a look real quick here while we're uh, while we're live recording and see if there's anybody that I like for Sunday. Last time it was really bad. Drew and I have a little competition similar to the one we had about the Mariner Cardinal series uh, that involves taking care of duties uh, with this uh, this here thing. I don't see anybody I'm absolutely in love with uh, for tomorrow, and that's not a surprise because everybody's setting their rotation. You know what I mean? So there's not really streamers that are happening um when you're talking Seth, about Seth Lugo I could maybe okay Tommy yeah. Henry has actually been good lately but he's on the road yeah. at Toronto mm. yeah not crazy about that there you go Bobby, Bobby, I, I like Miller, the Lugo Bobby Miller might have been dropped in your league because he's has not been great the last couple starts and he's going up against yeah. a Mets team that just looks absolutely lost right now so could potentially go that route if he's if he's available yeah, not a ton of great options here. Bryce Miller, by the way, it looks like he's going to be back tomorrow in the rotation. Yes, yes, so that's that. That certainly is pick him up and stream him if he's happens to be available. I can't imagine he is, but yeah, yeah, do that. That's a good call. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. I'm at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. Ryan is at Ryan P. Boyer. Make sure you're following Rotowire and Rotowire MLB and all that good stuff on all social media. And please rate and review the show if you like what you're hearing. Hit that subscribe button as well. And make sure you check out every single episode of every single day because goodness gracious knows we are doing new episodes every day single day stay tuned and enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend ryan i'll see you tomorrow buddy all right buddy take care everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.